You're listening to the weekly podcast of Cayo, the youth ministry of the Father's House in Owensboro, Kentucky. Cayo is a healthy home for teens who are loved like family as sons and daughters that embrace their kingdom identity and purpose to change the world. At Cayo, your home. Hey, let's get started. We're going to jump in, jump into our squads. We're going to hustle up. We'll get to that tithe in just a moment, gentlemen. Lord, thank you. Praise you. Speak tonight, Lord. Do what you do. Do what only you can do. I'm excited for the next few days, Lord, because, Lord, at the pursuit, you always do something really unexpected and really awesome and really cool. And, Lord, I just pray, uh, Lord, that you don't disappoint ever. The word says in Romans 10, in Jesus Christ, we can never be disappointed. Can't be disappointed. Thank you, Lord. Bless tonight. Bless our squads in Jesus' name. Everybody said. Everybody said. Everybody said. Man, you guys had a rough day today. Lord, bless them. I'm so sorry they had a rough day. I would almost tell a dad joke I read the other day. Now nah, I'm going to hold on to it. It's, it's cheesy. Why do you spell dark with a K and not a C? Because you can't see in the dark. Look to your neighbor and say, I can spell. Hey. Hey. There's more where that came from. We'll get to it in a little bit. Ben's, Ben's cooking up five right now. All right, let's go. Hey, guys, we've been talking about the pursuit. We've been talking about God-loving dating. Last week, we talked about Boo Bear and Toaster Strudel. And some of y'all are two Toaster Strudels and Boo Bears. Okay. So dating, dating is not marriage. So tonight we're going to talk about something very key, temptation. Everybody say temptation. So when I was a kid, I played a game called Mousetrap. Has anybody ever heard of a board game called Mousetrap? Show of hands. Mousetrap, right? I think we have a picture of it right here. We got Mousetrap. The whole point of the game is to trap the mouse. You get around the board, that's the, that's the highlight you can't wait till that netted thing drops on the mouse or like he, I don't know. Anyway, who's played the game? Show of hands. So to trap a mouse in the old days, now they have all kinds. They got sonar traps that drive them out, and then you can beat them with a block of wood. There's all kinds of options. Not that I've ever done that. So uh, <laughs> I don't know where that block of wood came from. Long story. But the thing is, you used to have a mouse trap, and you'd put wood on it. Cheese. Who likes cheese? Cheddar cheese. Swiss cheese. American cheese. Kobe cheese. Pepper Jack cheese. Asiago cheese. It's spicy. Mozzarella cheese. Who likes cheese sticks? All right. So the point is with that game is to capture the mouse. To capture the mouse, you had to use bait. And the mouse would go for the cheese... And then the little trap would snap back and clamp him under the trap and pretty much kill him. Or where he, I remember one time I woke up when I was in high school and I heard this little foot moving and hitting the wall. And I looked down and there's a mouse caught in a mouse trap. He's just moving his little leg. And the thing is, bait, just like fishing, just like mouse traps, bait will eventually catch us. And the thing about mouse trap is you know the whole game. The mouse is going to get caught. 
And you go through all these little obstacles. And sometimes temptation is a lot like that bait and that trap and that game where a lot of times when we fall prey or to the trap of temptation, we've made three, four, five bad decisions before we get caught or the clamp or the teeth come down. Does that make sense? It's a trap. It's a Nathan, do you know what that is? Play it again. He knows what it is. It's a trap. It's a trap. Look to your it's neighbor and say, it's a trap. Temptation's a trap. It's a trap. If you don't know that, that's from Star Wars. Anybody actually know Admiral Akbar personally? Anybody? Who's seen the movie? Who's seen the movie? It's a trap. Everybody look to your neighbor and say, temptation is a trap. Not trap music, not trap house. It's a trap, okay? Just making sure. All right, we're going to go to James 1. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. Temptation drags us away. A lot of times when we find ourselves in the trap of temptation or the fallout from temptation, it's because we've made three, four, five bad decisions before, or it's because we've been led away by our own desires. Pastor Darrell, I like, I like the things I want, but not all the things you want and not all the things you desire are good for you. Right? So, that's, so, what type of things drag us away? Well, tonight I want to talk about things that trap us. Temptation traps. The first one I think of is the thirst trap. You know, on my social, I'm wearing some cut-off short jeans. I got a cut-off shirt. I'm washing my car. I'm on the boardwalk, and I'm eating ice cream. And the caption basically says something really generic and has no type of application to the picture or the video whatsoever. Say, Pastor Darrell, what type of thirst trap is that? It's not. That is a terrible thirst trap. Kind of like this. <laughs> Let's get another angle. Yeah. If that traps you, all I know is you don't want to click that. <laughs> okay? Keep scrolling. Don't click. Don't look at the profile. Keep going. Everybody say to your neighbor, keep going. Keep scrolling. So, the, the thirst trap, sexy photos, flirty messages posted on social media, risque, shirtless pics, gym pics. I know a lot of single guys, they're all flexing on their social. I'm like, bro, that is a straight-up thirst trap. You're trying to hook some lady to get a look at your, your nine-pack, okay, maybe it's a six-pack, on social. It's like, bro, you're trying. Ladies, you duck face. Revealing photos. You know what I'm talking about. If you know what the thirst trap is, so say, I know. That's not, that's, not, that's not to set you up to con you. Okay, so, yeah, sorry. I was looking sexy in my cutoff Daisy Duke shorts. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's just one of those photos on my social. It's there. Maybe it's in your vault. Who knows? Just kidding. That's not really out there. If it is, I'm sorry. Trisha, I don't think there's anything like that of me out there. Is there? Just checking. All right. What about the story post or the snap or the text that, you know, you look all sad? 
feeling alone today. Yo, come on. Or wish I could snuggle with someone. Feeling lonely. Right? That's Everybody say it's a trap. It's a trap. Okay? It's a trap. Okay, okay. It's a trap. We get it. Thank you, Kobe. Somebody's going to be like, man, Admiral, that's Star Wars. It's a trap. Temptation's a trap. So the thing is, here's the reality about photos. It takes three to t- three-tenths of a second for an image to go from your eyes to your brain. Now, this isn't necessarily... Now, by the way, this doesn't even necessarily have to be pornographic, but pornographic images particularly, like visually, things are burned into our brains. Images imprint and alter brains by triggering an instant biochemical memory trail. Literally, you're bonding with a fantasy world, emotionally and physically. Literally, you're rewiring your brain. That's the thirst trap. Beware of the thirst trap. And I'm going to be real. I guarantee everybody has fallen for a thirst trap before the thirst trap was called the thirst trap. There's also another trap. It's called the, I call it the family trap. The family trap. It's kind of like you're dating somebody or you're in a relationship with somebody. It might even be a friendship with somebody, but it's where the family doesn't approve. And you're like, well, they don't know them the way that I do. You don't know him the way that I do. He's a good man. You know, that's like your family sees things and knows things that maybe you can't see, but they don't approve. So a lot of times you like to rebel and go the opposite way. Well, I'm going to date them anyway, or I'm going to be friends with them anyway. They're my friends. Or, hey, yo, that's my boyfriend. That's my girlfriend. I'm going to stick with them. I love them. Or it could go the other way. The family likes them, and you don't anymore, and you're trying to get rid of them. Anybody ever been there? I see some long. Okay, so then there's the desperate trap. You date the first person that gives you attention. Like that post, feeling lonely today. Or, you know, you got that pick. I don't know. I can't do it. You know, you got that pick. You know, feeling lonely. You know, and it's like that's that's it's desperate trap trap. You you date the first person that gives you attention, or a person will do anything to keep you in the relationship and manipulate you. I knew a guy. His name was Jeremy, and I knew a girl named Carrie who used to have a crush on me. Long story short, uh, we're in high school, and she was threatening to hurt herself so that he would not break up with her. Okay, that's a desperate trap. That's a manipulative trap. And you got to beware that some people are so desperate for affection that they'll do anything like that. Got to be careful. Then there's the rebound trap. You're with somebody, you break up, and you instantly go out with somebody even though technically you're not ready. Or you just want to get over the last person and just date the first person, and they're the first victim in your little rebound trail. Beware of the rebound trap. Then there's the I don't have a plan trap. Simple. You don't have a plan. Ever. You just coasted. You feel this way. You feel that way. And your feelings run the whole thing. And like your emotions can change. Some people are bipolar by the, by the, the half hour. You're like, dude, you're doing great. Then you're not doing great. You know, I'm just saying you got the I don't have a plan trap. You got to have a plan. A hungry need is a dangerous need. 
Now, weeks ago, I preached on temptation before, and I talked about a good dog and a bad dog. And I talked about which dog, which desires are you feeding, the good ones or the bad ones? Who actually remembers that? Thank you. Good desires and bad desires. Which dog are you feeding? A hungry need is a dangerous need. But here's the deal about temptation. I can tell you right now to not think about an orange. Don't think about an orange. Don't imagine holding an orange. Don't imagine, don't even think about peeling that orange. Who thought about the orange? Don't think about the thirst trap. But you're thinking about the thirst trap. Some of y'all are thinking about thirst trap right now. You need to settle that thing and put it where it belongs. Not here. Not here. So who th- so if, it's like another thing. Hey, don't think about an orange. Think about an apple. Don't think about an orange. Think about an apple. And you're slicing that apple, and you're not touching the orange. The skin from the orange is nowhere near you. Are you still thinking about the orange? Okay, some of you guys are still thinking about the thirst trap. Chill out. The thing is about temptation, the thing is we think things, don't think about it, don't do it, don't do it, don't think about it. Okay, the thing about temptation, it's a trap, and you've got to have a plan. You've got to have, you've got to replace it with something because the personal compromise with temptation has consequences. Personal compromise with temptation has consequences. See, there's a man named Jacob and Esau in the Bible. Jacob, in Genesis 25, you have Jacob, he's the indoorsman, and Esau is the outdoorsman. He's the hunter. Jacob's the indoorsman. He likes to stay inside where the air conditioning is and play Nintendo Switch, and he's mama's favorite. And Esau is the outdoorsman. He's dad's favorite. And here's the thing. One day when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau arrived home from the wilderness exhausted and hungry. Anybody felt hungry? Anybody thirsty up in here? Not that kind of thirsty, but you're hungry. Patricia walking tacos. He's exhausted. He's hungry. Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved. Give me some of that red stew. This is how Esau got his other name, Edom, which means red. Jacob says, I but trade me your rights as the firstborn son. The rights as the firstborn son means you inherit everything. You take care of the family. You get all the money. You get all the property. You get it all. Okay? Trade me your rights. He goes, look, I'm dying of starvation. What good is my birthright to me now? But Jacob said, first you must swear that your birthright's mine. Bro, you got to give it up and say it. Okay? So Esau swore an oath, thereby selling all his rights as the firstborn to his brother Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and lentil stew. Esau ate the meal, then he got up and left. He showed contempt for his rights as the firstborn. Esau considered his rights as the firstborn as worthless. He was so hungry. He was so thirsty. He was so exhausted that he would do anything to get that stew. And sometimes that's the way we are with Love, dating, relationships, and even sex. And we're going to go there this weekend. What you compromise to keep, you're going to eventually lose. See, he compromised his birthright and he lost it. There are, when we have personal compromise with temptation, the temptation trap, it has consequences. 
See, God never intended for us to have consequences, but a lot of times our sin has consequences, and it's because of our choices and our decisions. If you compromise your purity, you compromise your standards, your convictions for approval. How many of you guys have done something for the approval of somebody at school? I'm not asking you to lift your hands. You're looking for someone's approval on the team or somebody's approval that you want favor from them or you want their attention and you'll do anything to get it. How many people have you thrown under the bus so that you look good? Well, she won't love you the way I will. I'm just saying, that's how people really talk, okay? Anyway, well, maybe not that tone, but they kind of do. So, can I say something with relationships real quick? What you use to attract people is what, you gotta, is what it takes to keep them. If you've got to compromise over FaceTime, if you've got to send a text or a sext, Somewhere over social, if you've got to do that to keep somebody's interest, I'm going to tell you, you'll have to keep doing that. And by the way, that's called defrauding. We'll get into that in a minute. And by the way, if you've done that, God loves you and has grace for you, but that's not his plan for you. He's not wanting you to sell yourself out for the first ladies or guys for the first person. Dude, I know there's a scam out there where people will say, hey, They'll get you to like them, then they'll send a nude pic, they want one back, and then they manipulate and extort people for money. Send this over Cash App or I'm going to send it to all your friends. Be careful what you compromise to keep. You'll eventually lose. And that's a real scam, by the way. I'm not making that up. Remember, temptation itself is not a sin. Giving into it is. Temptation's not the sin, giving into it is. Now, here's the deal. These desires for relationships and love and for the opposite sex, the thing is, those are desires that God put in you, and they're good desires. But you can't let them lead you. You can't let your thirst or whatever it may be, you can't let that lead and guide you. You can't be on autopilot. Whatever happens, happens. See, a lot of people, they're just going with the flow. No one really thinks about the consequences. You've got to be intentional. And by the way, just because you think it doesn't make it true. Just because you feel it doesn't make it true. Temptation's not a sin. Giving into it is. But the good news is, see, God, God doesn't want you to settle for second, third, fourth, fifth, tenth best. Look, I'll be real with you. I remember, uh, I'll go to college. I mean, I worked with this girl at Toys R Us back in the day. Anybody remember what Toys R Us was? They're coming back. They're coming back, baby. Yes, they are. They're around. Google, lady. You don't know what's up. So here's the thing. Don't Google it now. You're supposed to be off your phone anyway. You do it later. See? Man, I just set you up. Pow, pow, pow. See, the thing is, <laughs> I worked with a girl, and she flirted with me. Joked with me, all these things. She got my attention. Yo, she's into me. And then I found out she was dating my best friend at the time. We're hanging out two hours after work, talking in the parking lot. I don't know. I'm just talking to her. She's like, he's like, hey, are you ready? And I'm like, 
what's, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, we got a date tonight. And I'm like, ooh, she knew we were friends. And she's going out on a date with him to that night. But she st- stayed and hung out with me for two hours. Here's the thing. We hung out that night. We played laser tag. And she spent the most time with me. I'm going to tell you. It felt really weird. But I kind of liked her. It ended up not working out with them. And then I dated her. And I think I dated her for over a year. Can't really lose track. Point is, then she did the same thing to me. Pastor Daryl, you should have been smarter than that. I agree. I wasn't thinking. I wasn't intentional. I was just feeling it. A lot of you guys just feel things and feelings are going to lead you down a road of heartbreak and pain. You got to learn to put those feelings in check. The good news is that God always provides an escape plan for every temptation trap. Whether it be your phone, whether it be with relationships, and we're going to get real serious coming up this weekend on some real practical plans, but God always provides a way of escape. It says temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you're tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. He provides a way of escape. A way of escape. God always provides a way out. You think, man, I'm not going to think about that orange. Don't think about that orange. I'm thinking about that orange. He always provides a way of escape. You've got to replace it. You've got to put something else in its place. He gives you an escape. He's got an escape hatch ready for you to go and jump through to get out. Okay? So, Pastor Daryl, how? So, if I'm, if I'm supposed to be pure, how do I do that? Well, here's what it says. 2 Timothy 2.22 says, Run as fast as you can from all the ambitions and lusts of youth. Chase after all that is pure. Whatever builds up your, your faith, deepens your love, must become your holy pursuit. You've got to do it. It's you. Whatever builds up your faith, whatever deepens your love, it must become your holy pursuit. And it says, live in peace with all those who worship our Lord Jesus with pure hearts. I'm going to tell you right now, when you go through a nasty breakup, you still got to see those people. Those things that you sent over DMs and you think nobody else is going to see, I'm telling you, when you break up with them, it's going to be awkward later. This isn't a judgment. God is trying to say, hey, you've got, if you will live pure, if you will not chase after your feelings and your lusts and your wants and your desires, because those things steer you away, it's a temptation trap. But if you chase after all that's pure, right, he's going to protect you. He's going to take care of you. God is going to give you. That 10 you're looking for. Somebody's thinking about the number 10. But how do we remain pure? Here's how. Psalm 119, 9 through 11 says, How can a young person stay pure? By obeying God's word. I've tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commands. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Notice what that says. It says... I have to obey your word. How are you going to know how to live pure and live right that keeps you safe from that if you don't know what God's word says? Pastor Darrell, I hate reading. I get it. I'm going to tell you, you're going to go through something that's bad enough that you're going to say, something's got to change. It says, I have tried hard to find you. Have you tried hard to find God? Have you tried to find him? Have you searched for him? Are you too busy looking for Miss Right or Mr. Right? 
Are you too busy looking for them? Because you're not even the right person yet. Because when you find them, you're wrong for them. They're right for you, but you're wrong for them. He says, I've tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander away. I've hidden your word in my heart so I don't sin against you. At the end of the day, God's a good father and he loves you and he wants to protect you. He doesn't, he's given you an escape plan for every temptation trap. Some of y'all got a digital trap. It's this, right? You got to be careful. It's too easy nowadays. I, look, I didn't grow up with a cell phone in my hand. It was different. You have to have self-control. You have to count the cost. Pastor Farrell, how can I overcome temptation? The pursuit of purity. Number one, accept your personal pursuit for purity and dignity. It's your responsibility. It's you that has to do it. Purity is a virtue and a strength, not rules to endure. Everybody thinks these are just a bunch of rules I got to endure. No. It's to protect you. I can tell you all kinds of testimonies that people lived wild, had all kinds of money and all kinds of relationships, all kinds of, all kinds of everything. And they'll tell you living within God's commands, living within his word is more freeing than anything that the world has to offer. Don't become a casualty. Tell yourself the truth and recognize your weak spots. This is key. Some of y'all like to go to the movies and sit in the back row. Be careful. You're alone at home or in the car. You go to certain parties. Prolonged kissing, being on the internet at a certain time, certain place. Know your triggers. Be aware of your weak spots. You got to be aware of your weak spots. If it's late at night and it's on the cell phone, you got to get the cell phone at far away. Dude, leave it in the kitchen. Leave it with mom and dad. You don't need it. Well, I have to have it. That's my alarm clock. Buy one. They're five bucks at Walmart. Prices go up. People dating in the car, sitting in the car alone at the wrong time in the wrong places. Or you're at somebody's house and the parents are gone. You got to be wise. Oh, Pastor Daryl, we were reading what you said. We were reading what you said in Psalm 119 together. We were reading it. We had popcorn and Coke. Suddenly we were in the living room and then I looked up and we were sitting on the bed reading the Bible. Next thing I know, I looked and my clothes were gone. What? We were looking at Psalm 119 and then the next thing I know, Clothes are off. I don't even know what happened. Lights are out. All kinds of things. We just kissed once, and next thing I know, I blacked out. I woke up. What happened? I don't even know. You remember, like the mousetrap, you made mistakes three to five, three bad, three to five bad decisions before you fell into the temptation trap. No. Your weak spots. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. Netflix and chill, being at home alone with, with no parents, first of all, dumb, 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 dumb. 
Stupid. Don't ever do it. Why? Pastor Dale, you just called me stupid. It's because if you do that, it is stupid. I've been home alone with no parents. But I didn't sleep with them. But I made out a lot. And a lot of people like to go as close to the, pos- close to the line as possible. You, you can't think that you have control over that line because you're going to keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it back. You got to have a plan. Tell yourself the truth. Recognize your weak spots. Be honest with yourself regarding the influence of media, music, the internet, and the people. I'm going to tell you right now. I'll tell a true story, and I'm not trying to go too long here, people. I remember being on vacation with Trisha's parents. We were just dating, and I remember this music was playing, and it was very sexual. And I will, I kid you not, for the first, I used to be that guy that said, music doesn't affect how I think, it affected how I thought. And I said, Trisha, I have to get out of this store. I have to leave. It's messing with my, th- I'm having sexual thoughts right now. I got to go. And I left the store. You might say, Pastor Daryl, weak sauce. For real. You're around it enough, it'll affect how you think. And some of y'all, you don't care, but you need to because there's a cost. There's a small, compromise, small compromises lead to big disaster. Count the cost. Can I tell you, when you're tempted, you need to visualize where this is going to go. You need to count the cost. If I give in to this, if I make this decision, I don't care if it's drinking, pot, I don't care. It's something that's not good for you. It's a temptation trap. You've got to play it out and count the cost. Where is this going to go? Because it's not going to affect you. It's going to affect your loved ones. Ask somebody who's cheated on their spouse, and they'll tell you it affected everybody. Pastor Darrell, I'm not married. Yo, when you end up pregnant, or you're a baby, you're a daddy, I'm just saying, you got to count the cost. Are you ready to be man enough? Like I said on week one, are you man enough to walk that young lady, take her arm at the, at the altar, and say, I'm going to take care of her. Dad, you can give her to me. I got it. Even the best of men will be, I don't know if I'm ready. Don't defraud others. Defraud others means to arouse sexual desire to another person that you can't righteously fulfill in marriage. Hmm. How do you dress? What type of word? How, what type of language are you using? Are you pushing someone? And let me just go ahead and tell you, if somebody's asking you to do something that you're not wanting to do and you feel uncomfortable, don't do it. I've seen it more with ladies than guys. Ladies, don't, 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 don't be a sucker for Prince Charming. He's trying to con you because he's selfish and he wants what he wants. Don't give in to that. Pastor Joe, I've already done that. Well, there's good news for you. God's grace covers you. Lastly, your brain is the, no, I'll keep going. Your brain's the most powerful weapon. Second Corinthians 10 says, take your thoughts captive, make them obedient to Jesus. Okay? It says we demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought, make it captive to Jesus. Don't allow guilt to push you further away from Jesus when you need him most. A lot of times people carry guilt when they've given in to temptation. This is key. If you don't hear anything else, hear this. When you give in to temptation and you have that guilt and that shame comes on, that is not from God. Don't allow guilt to push you further away from Jesus when you need him most. And you need to forgive yourself and others to loosen guilt, bitterness, or rejection that are footholds. 
for sexual violations to enter in. A lot of times you're, you're angry, you're bitter, you're hurt. And you're going to take that and somebody's going to take advantage of all that pain. They're going to take advantage of it. Don't allow that. But don't, don't allow yourself to be further pushed away from Jesus. Jesus is wanting you to come to him, like I said tonight, to come to him. Okay? Lastly, Jesus knows your first sin to your last. He died for all of them because he loves you. And he doesn't hold them against you. As your pastor, I don't hold them against you. I don't judge you if you've made mistakes. People are always afraid to tell the truth. The truth sets you free. And sometimes going to somebody gets all that heavy junk off of you. Romans 8.38 says that nothing separates us from the love of God. Nothing. The worst, most terrible sin. Romans 5 says that Jesus Christ died for us even though we were terrible sinners. He died for us because we're valuable and he loves us. Lastly, you can escape the temptation trap with the pursuit of purity. This is a fight you can win. You've got to believe it's a fight. Pastor, I don't really have that big of a struggle. Today, you don't. But you might one day. Bow your heads, close your eyes. I know this can be kind of an awkward subject. We can either never talk about it and let you try to figure it out on your own or we can make you feel so bad about it that you feel this heaviness but that's not what we're doing either it's not what I'm doing I'm here to tell you that Jesus gives you a way out an escape plan for every temptation trap and that Jesus if you're in the room right now and you've done something you carry a lot of guilt or shame or you've done something you're not proud of. Some of you might even feel dirty. Some of you people might have had something done to you that wasn't your choice. Jesus Christ died so that you could no longer carry that alone. He wants to take it from you and set you free. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're in here, say, Pastor Darrell, this message, it hit home. In certain areas, it hit home. If that's you, just raise your hand. Anybody in here say, they hit home. That's me. I'm, this isn't any admission of guilt. This isn't any admission that you've given into something terrible. It's just saying, yo, you're talking to me, and I want to know who I'm praying for. I see one, two. Three. Anybody else? Put your hands down if you already lifted them. The Bible says, if you place your faith in Jesus and you believe that he died and rose from the dead, it says you shall be saved. That means to make you whole. Jesus wants to take all that emotional, whatever that is, he wants to make you whole. He wants to set you free. His Nothing can separate you from his love. If you lifted up your hand tonight, I'm going to give the squad leaders an opportunity to get to pray with you. We've got about 20 minutes. So I'm going to say right now, if you're in the room right now and you have not given your life to Jesus, call on his name. Place your faith in him and say, Jesus, there may even be things you're ashamed of. Say, Jesus, I'm ashamed of these things and I give them to you. 
The Bible says that he forgives us, and our sins are as far as the east is to the west, and it never touches. Literally, never to be used again, never to be remembered again. You can't, and God never remembers these things. And he's come to set you free tonight in Jesus' name. Don't fall for the temptation trap. Take his escape plan tonight in Jesus' name. Amen.